Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line, uh, usually we're joined by Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com, but he's taking the week off, so the second best, we'll back up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Moose is on the line. Hey, buddy. Wow. This is why you don't have a lot of guests on. Nope. Because your, your introductions are just lackluster. Moose, he does voice work. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's kind of successful. Yeah, (laughs) that's what it says on your business card. Eh. Yeah, (laughs) hey, need some voice work done? Maybe I can do that. Anyways, uh, Moose is here to talk to us about movies this week uh, to fill in for the great Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com. Sorry, he's great. I'm yeah, you're. You got a nice email? (laughs) Anyways, uh, let's get going. Uh, This week, of course, the big movie is the return of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Because that's what the world needed. Is that where you're at with this? Yeah. Look, I love Indiana Jones, right? Like, the first three are fantastic overall. The Crystal Skull one was just a hot mess. And and it was that movie where we really saw the limitations of a then 75-year-old man trying to swing around on a bullwhip. You know, I, look, there's all sorts of CG and stunt people you can substitute in, but I don't know. I just don't want to see Grandpa Jones, you know, running around chasing after an artifact, avoiding Nazis. And that's pretty much what you're getting in this from the looks at it. If uh, you're out there and you want to see what the plot is or you don't want to see what the plot is, do not go to uh, Wikipedia as the entire plot is up there right now. You know what the last movie came out was? Uh, for Indiana Jones? Yeah. Uh, Crystal Skull. Yeah, but you know what year? I want to say 2005 or eight, somewhere in there. It is 2008. I was actually surprised. I'm like, wow, that's more than 10 years. I thought it would be more more in that window than what it is but yeah i that's kind of where i'm at and what i've read kind of on the plot so far it kind of seems like it's going down the road of if you watch star trek picard Mm -hmm. season one where uh, where he kind of was in a mindset that's kind of what it looks like and there's a couple things that are happening in there that i'm like oh god i I don't know if this is going to be good or not. You thought aliens were crazy. Just wait. There's a thing, you know, Grace Jones of Jefferson Airplane had a great quote. She was asked, this was years ago, why they don't tour. And this is at the time they were all in their 60s or something. And she said, because there's nothing more pathetic than some old, some old person geezer up on stage trying to act like they're 25 years old again. I think that kind of applies here a little bit. I think there's a way to do Indiana Jones. I just don't know if they will do it in that. They'll try and make it an action movie when it should be Indiana Jones essentially passing the mantle to somebody else. Yeah. Where he should almost be the Sean Connery character of the series at this point with the younger yeah. hero, you know? Yeah, and they tried that on the last one and nobody really bought nobody it. Really was, yeah, it was... Like, there's a lot of stank on that Crystal Skull movie. I mean, the whole plot was junk and the CGI was garbage, but I, look, I hate to poo-poo on it. I just don't think, I just don't want to see Indiana Jones 85 years old. Yeah. If it was Indiana Jones and the sweeping of the front stoop, I might tune in for that, you know? <laughs> Where it's essentially like the grandpa and his grandson is taken over. And, you know, I think you can have Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford, you know, swinging around, chasing after some gold thing that's going to change the world. But look, I know I sound negative. It might be great. 
with the aging technology and like I said, stuntmen filling in, it might, it might work. It might be good. So the, I don't know. I, I, I'll watch it. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm going to go watch it. I'm not dying to see it, but I will go watch it. The critical response for it so far, uh, like Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 67% out of 163 critics. It, it's kind of like right in the middle. People either kind of love this, hate it, or it's eh. Yeah, and that's not good. Like You, you either got to, I think, have some really, like it's got to be really good or it's got to be really bad. If you're somewhere in the middle, you've I think you've failed as far as continuing the Indiana Jones legacy. Like to me, Indiana Jones is up there with like Star Wars and for you, I imagine Star Trek, where you got to have your ducks in a row. Like this stuff needs to be ready to go. All the best, you know, the writing's on top. The, the the actors are great the the effects are all ready to go yeah and if you're if you're doing all that and it's coming in the middle of the road i think you kind of failed them. moose from moose voice incorporated i don't know what you're moosevoice.com there it is joining me on the line to talk about movies did i tell you my way that i would kill off indiana jones no so my in my head the perfect death for indiana jones would be like a post-credit scene, and I know what you're thinking already. It's like, oh, great, a post-credit scene. But you have a movie like this where there's a bunch of action and stuff. Uh, post-credit scene, you know, it's zooming in and on the fireplace. There's a you know big you know comfy chair that you know Harrison Ford's sitting in it, and he looks like he goes to sleep. Right, mm. hear footsteps, and you'd have to do it with uh, uh, voice technology and all that. Uh, but you see a hand go down on his shoulder, and you just hear uh, Sean Connery Jr. It's time mm. to go. Oh, isn't that sweet? That's how yeah, I that's, would. Uh, that's how I would end Indiana Jones. I would love to see some sort of like you know Sean Connery AI whatever uh, incorporated into the end of Indiana Jones's life. That would be cool. That'd be nice. <laughs> I think I think the way he should die is like he tra- he's in a plane or something and he tries to do the inflatable rafting like in Temple of Doom, and instead of landing on a slope cushy snowy hill, he just lands on like a flat cement dies. <laughs> I just had a bad thought. You know what another one? <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry. I just thought of it. It's Indiana. prostate? No, no. It's it's Indiana Jones lying in a hospital bed because he's now a vegetable after getting blown up in a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. He's never regained consciousness. This is all in his head. <laughs> You know, I heard somewhere, I forget where it was, like all the punches and crap that he's taken, like body hits and falls. Yeah. He's got to have, he's got to have CTE. There's got to be some low level brain damage going on with Indiana Jones. And I I can say that because I've had my head knocked quite a few times. So yeah, you don't, you still can't taste or smell, right? Yeah. It's gotten a little better, but it's overall, I still can't do that stuff. Uh, Moose on the line with me right now, filling in for Mike Reyes as we talk about movies. So Indiana Jones, if you're looking for nostalgia, go see it. Whether or not you like it is kind of up in the air. Is that kind of what we're going with? Yeah. It's like one of those things you you gotta check it out. Right. I remember seeing the the trailer for crystal skull. I was like, "Eh, it's Indiana Jones. All right. Yeah. Go check it out. No, it's a, I'm sure there'll be some disappointment walking out of the theater, but who knows? Right. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll, I mean, we were all duped with those first two prequel movies for star Wars, but we went and saw the third one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that second one sucked. Are you going third one? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, star Wars. Oh God. Uh, other movie, not a ton of other movies coming out this weekend, but there has been a uh, bunch of interesting movie news. 
Let's go to the uh, James Gunn, DC, and a brand new Superman and Lois. Right. I You sent me that, and it's uh, you got the girl from uh, Miss Maisel playing Lois Lane, and some guy named David Cornsweat. Cornsweat, I think is how you say it. I'm calling it corn sweat. This is Iowa. We can call it corn sweat. Okay. Thank you very much. Why I'm not? guessing he's, I'm guessing he's British because he looks kind of uptight, and I've never heard of him. So, so he's the new Superman. And you know, this is the Heath Ledger stuff all over again. You remember how Heath Ledger was cast as Joker, yeah. and everyone's like, "Come on, no, no." And of course, as we know now, he just yeah. knocked it out of the park. Best like performance ever. He's right there behind so, Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just barely, just barely. There. Just edged well, him out a little bit. <laughs> anyway, no, I know exactly what you're saying with it. It, I my my reaction to it was more. God, we got to have another Superman to get used to now. Like it was more kind of exhaustion from DC more than anything. Yeah, I don't understand why they had to recast Superman. I feel like. Henry C- Cavill, Cavill, Cable, Cavill, is that it? Yeah, I he was so. fine, you know. Yeah. Like I, I bought him as Superman. He's just good. I don't know why you got to. The only thing I can think of is it's just like James Gunn and what's his name took over DC Studios. Like it's got to have our stink on it now. So yeah. you're all gone, boy. It, and it goes to into another story that we're going to talk about here in the few minute in a few minutes. But just DC in general, it, it's like you know what you guys. Just take a couple years, figure it out. I don't need anything from you right now. You know, I can't miss you if you never go away. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Listen, James Gunn, I think he's going to do well, but I think he's digging out of a hole and just going, hey, we're going to start this all over right now. It's like, eh, maybe wait a little bit. I know you want to make money and all that, but boy, you just think that they got to have a good movie in them at some point. You know what also I was thinking, like, I wonder how much their problem is because of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, you know, I, I gotta imagine that's gonna affect any decisions and things you want to try and do moving forward. Yeah, I mean that was a big merger and a lot of there's a, they 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 killed a lot of stuff stuff that was already shot. You remember the uh, was it Batwoman movie? Yeah, the Batgirl or Batwoman. I can't remember which one, but yeah. I know which one you're talking about. And they said it was they, unwatchable. They finished, I don't know about. I don't know if that was it. I just know that they just canceled it. Like, but my point is that you know Warner Brothers Discovery now. It's it's. I think they're still trying to get all the pieces in the right place. And yeah, yeah, James Gunn is good and probably knows his stuff. But I gotta imagine that that whole thing is not how. Like DC was already kind of in a S show before that whole merger. And I don't know. Maybe they'll turn it around. I just. You know, I'm up for new stuff. You know, this new Superman, I'm sure I'll be fine. You know, they don't, they did a bunch of tests according to this article you sent me. Yeah. You know, the people who know what they're doing in casting probably saw something in this guy. Like, yeah, that's our new Superman. Yeah, the, the casting I've got no issue with. I, it, it's, I, and I think I would have, I think it would have been more of a, if they, if they went with someone that you're like, what? Like, all of a sudden they're saying Steve Buscemi's going to be the next Superman. I think I would have had more reaction. I mean, that would be an inspired choice. Give <laughs> <laughs> his rock biter teeth saving Lois. I was, was going to say, can you imagine how awkward the makeout scene would be? <laughs> Lois, mean, love me some Buscemi. Love Buscemi. Lois, uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Oh, I God. think you bring. I think you bring Nicholas Cage in. I mean, he did the whole. Uh, 
you know, costume fitting for Tim Burton back in the day. There's that whole documentary on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a part of, uh, he actually got the cameo where he fought the big spider in The Flash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring him back. Let him have the mantle. He just, I can't take him serious as Superman. Yeah. I think it's the wackiness, especially after seeing like, uh, what was the one he did with Pedro Pascal? Massive Weight of Ego or whatever the hell that movie. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie. But after something like that, like, oh, I don't know if I can take Nicolas Cage serious as Superman. Yeah. I think there's something to be said. There's like a bizarro comedy Superman movie that Nicolas Cage would be perfect for. I don't know if. He's probably not going to be your main Superman, but I don't know. He's yeah, so yeah. interesting to watch. Like, he's never boring in anything. Have you seen Pig, by the way? Real no, quick? I have not. You got to watch that, where he's like a chef, and he, somebody steals his truffle-sniffing pig, and he goes on a quest to get it. And- uh, Moose on the line with me right now, joining me as we talk about movies this week. Mike taking the uh, week off. Um, one of the other uh, big stories that kind of plays into the DC stuff is Kevin Smith has been in the news the last week or so, and now there's some kind of blowback, like going back and forth, whether this actually happened or not. But the short of it is Kevin Smith said that he was talking to somebody and they said, depending on how the Flash did at the box office, they would probably go on to use Michael Keaton and make a Batman Beyond movie as him as an older mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. After how Flash did, it, it's not we're not getting that movie. But now we've got different people coming out saying, oh, no, he never talked about it. Kevin Smith is fighting back with people. Whether or not it actually happened or not, I'd love to see Michael uh, Keaton in that role. I think that'd be awesome. Look, Kevin Smith loves to hear himself talk. Yes. And I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking about because the man's made movies for a while. You know, he has connections. I get it. But I got to imagine, I, I, I haven't seen The Flash, by the way, full disclosure. But I haven't. I've, I've, seen, enough, I've seen enough of it on TikTok that I'm good. <laughs> I know that Michael Keaton is just getting like the love is there for Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Even he's like enjoying doing it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between that, the buzz and the fact that they, you know, these studios do these test screenings where they have people literally, you know, say I like this, I don't like this with some sort of like buzzer device. And if that if that device pops in the favorable for every time Michael Keaton's on, the studio will factor that in to yeah. any decisions. You know what I mean? Like you and I were talking about the flash the other day. It's, I think there's, and again, I haven't seen the flash, but my guess is that I think people are kind of burned out on the multiverse stuff. I think it's just kind of, it's played out. You said it's like the new zombie. Thing, yeah. Right. Like everybody's doing the multiverse. I think people are done with that. Well, the other part about that equation is if you go the multiverse route or multiverse uh, way, you had a a movie the weekend before The Flash came out that did it as well as anybody could possibly do it with Spider-Man mm-hmm. Across uh, Spider-Verse. Oh. So then you're coming off that, so now you're a weak second place to that. It just, I don't know, but yeah. The... Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because the audience for The Flash, that's the same audience as Spider-Man Across the Multiverse, or sorry, I forget the name, <laughs> but, you know, they just, they just saw something like that a week before. I don't know. Yeah. They... Are they, are they going to go the next week to the Flash thing? I mean, yeah, some will, but I don't know. It, to me, maybe, I think maybe the movie suffered, because I've seen okay reviews for it. It's, by all accounts, a good, decent movie. Maybe the Flash's biggest problem is they just released it at the wrong time. You know? Maybe. That could be, well, I mean, you get a lot of that kind of out there. A lot of movies have suffered with that, you know? And also, I think, back to the Michael Keaton, Batman Beyond, Look, if the studio thinks they're going to make a crap ton of movie uh, money with that movie, they're going to make it. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's all that really matters. 
like I said, if the testing was good and the buzz is good with Michael Keaton, somebody will put together a spec script and they'll get some uh, a green light. Oh, there has to be one out there already for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I if think you think so. about it, there's got to be – someone has a script on their desk right now buried under about 15 other scripts of Michael Keaton being an older Bruce Wayne in the Batman Beyond series. Yeah, do it. And if there's any potential for profitability, that will get greenlit. Absolutely. Uh, Moose on the line with me right now as we talk about more movies. Uh, kind of what I'm going to throw at you last second and kind of out there, but I've just been seeing more buzz about this uh, go up, and it's more about a TV show, but uh, we may be seeing another motion of fans saving a TV show. Have you seen anything about Star hmm. Trek Prodigy? Star Trek Prodigy? <laughs> okay, that answers that question. <laughs> That's a show? Is that yeah. a show? No, it's uh, it's like a kid's show. On, um, oh, is it animated? Yeah, it's an animated uh, Star Trek show that's on Paramount+. Plus. You're coming off of Picard Season 3, which had a huge, huge final season. Um, you have Strange New Worlds going on, and kind of in the middle of there, you also have Lower Decks, which I happen to think is the best Star Trek out there right now. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you also had the kids' show, which is Star Trek Prodigy. And you're seeing millions of people come forward and trying to save this show as it was canceled and dropped by paramount plus okay are we living in that world now where that's going to happen more often yeah i mean it happened with oh gosh the snyder cut yeah that one that movie sure and there was there was another show that you know fans were up in arms about and like i want to say hulu saved it or netflix saved it for a season or two oh that's the world we're living in huh Oh, I just thought of uh, one other one that's actually getting saved and brought back again. Is And I don't know if this is a fans thing or more of a corporate thing, but I saw the first uh, trailer for the next season of Futurama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that has some controversy all its own because apparently they're not using the original voice actors. It sounded like them in the trailer. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we can all do a bender, bite my shiny ass. I mean... There's, there's, they, I know they hired people to replace them. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, the fans can quote save a show. But again, it always boils down to, you know, is it going to make money? That's, that's ultimately what's going to work. Like, I think that they factor in the, like, if if there's a big change.org to save Futurama, the networks will factor that in, but ultimately it's going to boil it down to, well, yeah, we can revive it, but how can we cut 20%, you know, so we can squeeze out a profit here. Well, there's a lot of that with Star Trek in general right now, because there was a big fan movement right after Star Trek Picard wrapped up to get the next show greenlit, which they're calling it Star Trek Legacy. But it would be some of the the folks from the last season of Picard, you know, doing their own show. I just think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like for some of these executives and stuff, it's like, how did you miss this many people liking this? Yeah. Also, a lot of times shows, they just maybe they don't come out at the right time. You know? Yeah. The timing's not right. There's a couple instances of that. I, I, I of course, can't think of specific examples, but I know the there's Flash. been shows that like Flash. Yeah. I don't know. Came out the week after another multiverse movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like TV shows, you know, there's TV shows specifically that came out, you know, ahead of their time. But, you know, if if that show aired, premiered now, it'd be a huge hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, well, there was that conversation about um, uh, timing is everything, and it was Joe Rogan talking to Robert Downey Jr. about uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. About whether or not you could do it now. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, I don't know. You couldn't do Blazing Saddles now, I know that. No, you really couldn't. But it's just kind of an interesting world where you have some of this stuff get canceled, maybe not saved, like the Bat uh, Batwoman Batgirl movie we were talking about earlier, you know? Look, it's a different world than when it was just like Nielsen boxes in people's homes or ticket sales. You know, they they can track, you know, when a, when a TV show has clips of their show on YouTube – they can track that Nielsen and the rating yeah. systems that factors in. So my point on that is like people watching this stuff in the non-usual uh, media, you know, ways like TV or movie theater, it's important and it does make a difference. And that, uh, that includes people tweeting about it and, you know, signing change.orgs. It can, I think, factor in. It's not the be all end all, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if a movie, if a movie studio gets uh, ten million signatures to save this, to relaunch this movie, they're going to be like, "Well, okay, how much is that going to cost?" Okay, and what's our profit? Oh, really? No, mm-hmm. you know, eh. kind of like your business yeah. card. Hey. You know, I can hear you, right? Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Hey, make sure you go check out the Married with Channels podcast. Uh, I was getting there because I actually wanted to ask you about a couple shows, but oh, okay. But give me a minute, God, we're not we're not past our forty five minutes of Zoom time yet. So this is why radio is failing. <laughs> As we do get towards the end of this, um, and you were speaking about the voice stuff. Uh, did you see the thing about Solar Opposites and that uh, Justin Roiland from uh, that and Rick and Morty? Yes, that uh, <laughs> how they're replacing a, him. <laughs> he's apparently a. I don't know how they're replacing him. How are they replacing him? So uh, he's the guy uh, who had a whole bunch of charges against him or something. You know, it came up. It was all basically dropped, but. Hulu and, you know, uh, what was the other one? Is it Cartoon Network or Cartoon Planet? Adult Swim. Adult Swim. uh, Decided just not to bring him back. So Solar Opposites, which is basically, it's Rick and Morty without Rick and Morty, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, he was the uh, uh, basically doing the Rick Sanchez voice on an alien character in that. He was one of the main people. And Mm -hmm. basically he gets shot in the throat and they shoot a... uh, 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 like a voice box fixer ray at him, but it comes back and he's, it's like a complete, it's not even close. Like, you know how, like if you're going to redo Optimus Prime, you try and find someone that kind of sounds like Peter Cullen. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Rick Sanchez sounds like, right? I think so. Now just picture or listen in your head for just a guy with a huge, huge English accent. <laughs> <laughs> like That's it's, good. it's not even in the ballpark and they're like, oh, that's not right. And they go to fix it. And the one guy goes, no, stop. I like this. <laughs> so, Solar opposite. yeah, it's. I'm trying to figure out the way to best describe it. Like, it's good. Like, if you're into Rick and Rick and Morty, you'll probably find some humor in it. But it's like, ooh, wow, <laughs> wow, you, Hulu. You know, okay. full, dis- full disclosure: I have not watched one episode of Rick and Morty. Really? Yeah, it's really. I'm good. like the Jody and I are like the only two people left who have not. Uh, imagine if uh, Christopher Lloyd was drunk the entire time uh, yeah. uh, during Back to the Future. Marty! It's very, very good. Oh, there it is. Running out of time. Upgrade now. Got the uh, <laughs> Zoom thing. <laughs> All There's right. some people listening who are like, I wish Zoom had a five-minute limit. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, as we do get towards the end of this, uh, we'll have all your links uh, at the bottom of the page. Uh, what's going on with Married with Channels right now? You know, we just fired back up new uh, episodes. We we had like a month 
where we weren't recording because we were working on our front stoop area in the house. Oh yeah. And that, that just took like all sorts of free time and energy. Did you say you could us, get it done know? over a weekend? No, shut up. I, <laughs> I should have known you were going to say that. Trust me, that was in the back of our minds the whole time, but we were not, uh, no, we were not delusional in, in the time frame. but, uh, it's an old it was, morning uh, show story. Yeah. Yeah. Ask your parents. But yeah, we finally got that done and we're recording again and I'm about to, we're about to put out a new episode here probably probably this week. What are you guys watching right now? We are watching uh Oh man, we just finished. Oh, uh Fantastic. Platonic, Platonic what? on Apple TV Plus. Okay. Uh we just started Secret Invasion. Have you watched that? No, we're saving up some episodes of that. We were watching have you watched The Night Agent? No, I know you, you were talking about that. You said that was pretty good. We just came off The Night Agent, The Diplomat, which for Netflix to have a couple, sh- like that's their that's their niche. Like they don't do superhero shows very well. They kind of do the horror stuff really well. They really hit the the espionage, like government conspiracy thing out of the park. Uh, um, yeah, between like House of Cards and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one we just finished was The Bear, season one. We started that, we're about, three, four episodes into that. I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about it on our podcast, which is married with channels. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's different. And I'm not, that does, I'm not saying I don't like it. It just, we haven't seen enough to really. Okay. Do you have a uh, schedule? There's a show on Netflix called beef. You should check out beef. What is that about? It's a road rage incident that kind of escalates and, affects two people's lives hmm. i yelled at a lady in the drive-thru the other day you would have oh, been proud really? yeah what'd you say she rolled down or she had her window down i rolled it down and go apparently you don't know how a line works nice <laughs> it she, could be like most people are like come on or hurry up Beeslock's like <clears throat> apparently you don't know how a line works and my son jace was in the car too so he got the <laughs> You know what her response was? Oh, uh, what? Apparently not. Oh, nice. Well, she kind of admitted to it, right? Yeah, she just, it was one of those drive throughs where it's split because of the parking lot. So they have like a line mm-hmm. on one side so you don't block traffic. She just uh, blew past everybody and I honked at her and yeah. Nice. Yeah. Chase nice. is like, get her, daddy, get her. No, his face was buried in the phone on YouTube watching stupid shorts about people playing video games or farting or something. Ah, YouTube, keeping kids occupied since (laughs) 2011. Yep, so, all right, well, we'll leave it there for this week. We'll have all Moose's details at the bottom of the page, the, you know, he talks and stuff for a living and the podcast thing and all that. Married with Channels. Go to moosevoice.com if you need something voice for your company or... Like, if I gave you, like... 20 bucks. Could you voice me something? Like, what would that get me? It would get you this. Come to B-Soxes, and that's it. (laughs) Not even the full voicemail message. Nope. (laughs) Hi, this is B- Thanks for calling. Yeah. There you go. So You've reached (laughs) Awesome. All right, dude. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, filling in for Mike this week. I really appreciate it, and I had fun with you. Yes, and I love you, and this is always a pleasure. And KGGO rocks, man. I love you. I love you. Uh, Mr. Musk. Smell my farts. <laughs> <laughs>